and welcome back to the Verbal Muddy podcast. This is our awards show. Of course, this is also the podcast that isn't afraid to deal with the big questions, just like who slapped, sorry, I meant shot first. I was referencing Han Solo and Greedo, um, which just a, just a slight question. Does does anyone know that if it's okay for Greedo to shoot back if he shoots foot? It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're here to do our awards <laughs> show. Um, if you have been following us on social media, then you'll know that we put up a bunch of awards um, and got you guys to vote on it. So if you did vote or share it or anything like that, then thank you very much for that. We're going to recap all of those results and all of that good stuff and do a couple of awards, um, some more international themed awards that we didn't do um, polls and stuff like that for. Uh, I've got Jake and Steve with me. As always, we have Jamie still missing. Um, I think kind of like the debut of Power Slap on TBS. We might find out more about that at some point. We might not, um, but we'll wait and see. Uh, so instead, we're joined by Corley, the boss again, unlike WWE's creative team. We're happy to have the boss back with us. Um, <laughs> uh, Corley, after, uh... after appearing on the draft, first of all, fan favorite appearance, I think, at least in our opinions. Um how happy are you with the awards that we did? Because this is the first time we've done something uh, like this. And I think that I speak for all of us, but I say that we didn't expect it to, uh, oh. to to do anything like it has. I honestly thought we'd have about, no lie, about 10 likes, 10 votes max. I just, it just didn't feel like it was going to do much, did it? But it went so well. It went beyond what we expected. And thank you to everyone for getting involved. The fighters and the promotions. Shout out Cage Warriors and KSW for getting on it. And everyone, really. And all the fighters for being hard as fuck for us all to love, watch. And then just give us all the entertainment that we love, yeah? Big up, everyone. I'm about that. Uh, Steve and Jake, any any observations of the awards? Uh, is there any anything that you wanted to say before we actually get into what the results were? Um, go ahead, Jake. I have nothing to say, Steve. I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy that that everything turned out as as well as they did. As Colley was saying, I wasn't expecting such a massive interaction, and definitely a couple of surprise winners. I do say so myself, but uh, I think everyone who was nominated was definitely deserving. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. Um, it's been cool to see everyone voting, getting involved, all the fighters sharing the posts, getting their friends to vote for them. That it's been awesome. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, the surprise winners. That I think that's the thing that stands out the most to me. But um, we will come on to that in a minute, won't we, guys? We will indeed. Um, we'll start with regional promotion of the year, which is the one that had by far the most nominees. Um, we ended up doing quite a lot of nominees for that. It was hard to whittle it down. Um, so nominated for that award, we had Vida, Shock and Awe, Golden Ticket, Contenders, FCC, Cage Warriors, Wales, and Southeast, and Meltdown. Um, Corley, you're the person who added up all of the votes to to find out who actually won. When I looked at this earlier to try and work out by like how close the margin was, because I should say Shock and Awe was the overall winner, but in the way that we did the posts, they were kind of like brackets, like individual brackets. How difficult was it for you to find out that Shock and Awe was the overall winner? To go back and be like, what is 32% of this many votes? What is this of this? And then having to go back through and count and then just to double check your count. And then your first two counts aren't the same. So you have to do it all over again. Oh, it was a very trying experience. 
I have figured a better way for next year's. <laughs> so we'll be all right for next year. But no, it was it was hard work, man. But it was good. It's good. It's fun to be tallying them up and then seeing how close it's going and then being like, oh, they've overtook them. And like, oh, but the bat, it, it, it was good, man. It was good. Yeah, uh, it, it was cool that, like, even though that, that made it really stressful, it was cool to nominate so many promotions and see them engage with it and stuff was was really great. Um, like I said, Shock and Awe won the category, but there, was, there wasn't really a promotion that didn't do well. Like some of the other categories that we did, some of them only got a couple of votes or whatever, but through, through scrolling through, all of them were quite well represented, I thought. Definitely. I think, um, I think you only won the vote by... Two or three votes, I think. The fight starring Cage Warriors Southeast, it was cl- it was so close across all platforms. Yeah. So good. Um, let's go on to UK Amateur of the Year. Um, a lot simpler to to work out the uh, the winner for this one. Um, so we have nominated. Uh, as with the rest of the categories, just four options that came down to Shay Ingram, Chanel Dyer, Curtis Campbell, and George Staines. Um. Shay Ingram ended up getting the win on that one. I am very grateful for being voted Amateur of the Year. Thank you, everyone, for your support and all your votes. It is much appreciated. So congratulations to Shay and to everyone that he trains with uh, and Team Renegade uh, as a whole. I mean, they're going to pop up in the next awards as well. So, you know, it's not the first time we're going to be talking about Team Renegade. Um, We'll come back to that on a sec because Regional Pro of the Year... The nominees were Shemrock, Lewis McGrillan, Mohamed Shazli, and Kiru Singh Sahota. Another win for Renegade was Shazli picking up that win. Um, and again, kind of a a similar thing where the, the Twitter poll, I mean, the Twitter poll for this one was pretty decisive for Shazli with Lewis McGrillan coming in second. But then the Instagram was just flooded with Shazli. He won that hands down. Hi guys, Mohammed Chasley here. I just found out I won Violent Money's uh, Regional Pro of the Year. I was surprised to be nominated, let alone to win the whole thing. Thank you to everyone who voted for me and supported me. And let's see what 2023 has to offer us. Um, So two, both of them being won by Team Renegade. Like they've had such an incredible year, but from the top all the way down. Um, I'm just going to throw it to to you guys. Does anyone want to say anything about Team Renegade? Because I think that if we were doing a Gym of the Year award, which I'm sure we will in future years, it'd be difficult to not have them as number one. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Steve. Go on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they're 100% the Gym of the Year. Like you mentioned, top to bottom. Um, obviously, at the top, we've got Leon, we've got Fabian, we've got Arnold. Um, and then down to the amateur guys you mentioned, um, but in the middle, we've got guys like Jai Herbert, Matty Byfield. Um, they've just had a really strong year as a whole. Um, plug Jamie's piece on the gym on the website right now. Um, go and read that to find out a bit more. But um, yeah, I think if we were doing a gym of the year, like there's nowhere else you can look. Just let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now we get into some of the categories where that we can have a bit more conversation, a bit more debate about some of them. Um, kicking that off, kicking that off rather with European Promotion of the Year. Um, I think all four were very worthy nominees. Um, I thought this one would be very close, um, which it, it didn't end up being. Um, with with KSW getting a massive sixty one point eight percent of the Twitter vote, um, the Instagram vote had basically no impact because of how many votes there were on Twitter um, and how dominant it was. 
for KSW. They only actually got one vote on the Instagram uh, vote. Um, LFL um, got a ton of votes on Instagram. Didn't do very well in the Twitter poll, so it didn't really make that race uh, any closer. Um, where did you guys think this one was going to go? Were you surprised to see KSW win? I thought Cage Warriors was going to pull it, honestly, because I feel like it normally does pull that European promotion of the year award like for, for most people who do it, but KSW just, it, it exploded. And like, as, as we were saying, everyone who was nominated is entirely deserving. Uh, and KSW, they've had an awesome year. There has been some really big events over there and they're they're drawing in massive crowds. But I was surprised, honestly, to see that people, that, like the, the vote was so heavily swayed. And I, 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 as you were saying, Kyle, I thought this was going to be a really close one. Uh, but congratulations to KSW. They absolutely ran away with it. Yeah, I, I think we should we should mention Octagon for a sec as well. I mean, not the, not to not talk about LFL because they had a great year as well. But usually in previous years, this came down to whether people voted KSW or Cage Warriors. And whilst that that happened in our in our polls as well, I think that Octagon had such a great year and did some big things. Obviously, they've got the the million euro tournament coming up as well, so another big year for them coming up. But I don't remember there ever being this much competition for this. It always used to be KSW and Cage Wars, which like it did come down to, but it's nice to have some other ones in there so that it makes it a bit more interesting, you know? It's nice with uh, the amount of promotions coming up, though. Um, keeping it really competitive, to be fair. LFL have been so active in like, the development and growth they've done. In, like, I think they kicked off in 2021, I think. And the growth since then has been massive, like absolutely huge. Like you said, Octagon there have had such a good year. Stellar event after stellar event. Who knows what it's going to be like next year, even the next three to four years, maybe even like how many promotions and how strong they're going to be in Europe. It's exciting, man. So good. If yeah. Octagon continue this growth, and obviously with the 1 million euro tournament, they could be a real contender for next year's award, I feel like. They're going to be up there with KSW. KSW obviously have the big crowd. They're more of a spectacle. Um, some of their fights are kind of geared towards that side of things as well. Um, but Octagon are going to be right up there next year. And obviously Cage Warriors have had just a great year this year as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Back to an individual award, uh, that is UK Submission of the Year. The contenders for this one was Stevie Ray's Twister against Anthony Pettis, Corey McKenna's Von Fluchoke, Mohamed Makayev's submission on his debut in the UFC against Cody Durden, and on the same card, Tom Aspinall's Armlock submission against Alexander Volkov. Um, when we put these out there, who did you guys think was going to be uh, kind of leading this race? I was hoping it was going to be Corey McKenna. I won't lie, just for making history first one to do a Von Flew show. It's like, it's a six submission anyway. But then when you add all the bits to it, just makes it all, done it? But at the same time, Stevie Ray's Twister was filth. Just pure, unadulterated filth. Like, and, when you, and when you consider who Stevie Ray did that to as well, man. Mm. Um, obviously, Pettis isn't necessarily the fight he was a few years ago, but um, when you when you beat a guy like that via a twister, that's going to draw some eyes, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, man. 
So yeah. when I if I look at the options, he is the one that would immediately stand out as being the favorite to me. Yeah, uh, and not to not to downplay um, the fact that Corey McKenna actually went on to to win the award, which we'll come back to in a second. Uh, I I Stevie Ray's submission over Anthony Pettis for me is my submission of the year. No matter like <laughs> if you take away the UK part of it, that twister is amazing, and with how much was on the line that he needed to finish Pettis to get that submission is incredible. So I, you know how worthy all of the nominees are if you've got one in there that most people would have as the consensus best submission of the year worldwide. Um, and it, it was it was a bit closer um, on the Instagram vote. The, the Twitter vote was 49% in Corey's favour. Um, like you said, first woman to get a Von Flew choke. And it, it was one of those ones that I really had to go back and watch again to remind myself of how good it was. Uh, one of the things I loved about going through the the votes was that Miranda Granger herself voted for Corey McKenna in the comments. So yeah, I, I, there's no way we could deny her of winning submission of the year when her opponent that she submitted is giving it the nod, you know? Hey, I just want to thank everybody that supported me and voted for me for submission of the year last year. I hope everyone has an amazing 2023. I look forward to see what the year brings us and I really appreciate everyone's continued support. Enough said. Okay. UK KO of the year. Before we even spoke about any nominees, was there ever a, a doubt in anyone's mind what was going to win this? No. Headshot. Dead. Dead. Jeez. <laughs> like you mentioned, Stevie Ray being the um, period submission of the year, just submission of the year period. This is the KO of the year period for me um and a lot of people too when you look at um the stakes as well fifth round down in the fight he pulls out that over the best fighter in the world i really don't think you can look but you can look past that uk ko of the year check ko of the year we'll come to a bit later i think check um yeah there's but like obviously we had some great ones um christian leeway duncan new ufc signing um We've seen some of the stuff he's been able to do. Molly McCann, of course, with that elbow. It's been a big year for UK KOs. Manny yep. Akpan as well. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that that I'm so disappointed that that didn't absolutely transcend and it didn't go mainstream because if there was ever a knockout on a Cage Warriors card that the whole world had to see, it was Manny Akpan. But there was no doubt. Leon was going to win that, and rightfully so. Yeah, Steve, you, you mentioned it, that um, that this is your overall knockout of the year. And that's why when we go through the fan-voted ones and we do our own ones that are more kind of worldwide awards, that's why I didn't bother saying to you guys, do you want to do knockout and sub of the year? Because I thought we're going to talk about Leon's head kick and Stevie's submission. So I don't know whether we even need to. Um, Jake, was there any knockouts this year that come close to you like worldwide not just uk that come close to you instead of leon's oh that is a tough one i suppose the chandler and ferguson one is the first one that comes oh. to mind uh just because of the sheer brutality of it um and i thought that was going to steal knockout of the year but then obviously you know leon just had to pull it out of the bag like that um i'm trying to think back to the knockouts from last year now and i actually can't uh, a bit difficult i think it was oh my god his name escapes me now um 
think it was Tafon and Chukwi. I want to say that's his name. He got a really cool flying knee, if I'm thinking of the right guy. If that's his, I, I know what the guy I'm thinking of. I just don't know if that's his name. Um, but he got a really good flying knee. Should have been nominated for one of the knockouts of the year, I think. I think there there's, there were some knockouts like that were included, like Pereira's knockout against Adesanya. I think the UFC put in their in their official knockout awards. And yeah, the stakes were really high, but like did Adesanya even go out? Is that even a knockout? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, that's that's about it. But in terms of knockouts that actually come close to to Leon's one. Only Chandler and Ferguson, and even still, I would I would pick Edwards. Hmm. Yeah, I I think I mean the Instagram vote was quite close, but it really didn't matter because there was the Twitter vote was so decisive. It was sixty eight point five percent voted for Leon Edwards. Um, so it, the Instagram vote really didn't matter at that point. Um, but. I just had a look at a list to kind of refresh my memory on some of the knockouts this year. Um, obviously, we mentioned Molly, we mentioned Chandler, we mentioned Leon. Um, Jamal Hill and Johnny Walker was a big one. Um, obviously, Ilya Teporia and Jai Herbert. Um, Weili Zhang and Joanna. Um, these are probably the contenders. So, yeah. Um, according to this, it was Nshukri that got knocked out with the flying knee. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh fuck! It was too. Wasn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> who was the guy who knocked him out? Uh, um, give me a second. Fill some time. <laughs> I love that, Jake. Jake nominating the person who was <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> knocked out. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it was Azamat Mirzakhanov. That's why I remember that. I saw someone talking about how your man Azamat was going to be in the top uh, I thought it was a I thought it was his opponent so yeah shows you how much fucking attention I pay <laughs> we are down now to the two biggest awards um that we have done um starting with UK female fighter of the year um Again, I think another one where we we all had a a favourite that we thought was going to get this one. Uh, The nominees were, of course, Molly McCann, Dakota Dichiva, Corey McKenna, and Melissa Dixon. Um, This was another one where it was a story of of Twitter vote versus Instagram vote, because Corey McKenna actually won the Twitter vote with 47.5%. Pretty dominant. That equated to about 56 votes for her. which was impressive. Uh, however, on Instagram, Dakota Dichva received over 100 votes, uh, completely blowing everyone else away um, to win Female Fighter of the Year. Uh, and I think that we all agree that deservedly so. Corey McKenna had a very good year, of course. Um, but this year, Dakota was the one that everyone was talking about. The PFL's next poster girl, 100%, 100%. Um, she just smashed everything, didn't she? I almost felt sorry for her opponents because they just shouldn't have been in there with her. Like, no disrespect at all, but she was just another level. <laughs> she's so technical. She's so ferocious. I, I, I couldn't tell you how old she's off the top of my head, but she's only like a young girl, isn't she? Like, she's got so much room to grow even better than she is now, which is already world class. Like, 
where's the ceiling with? I don't think she has a ceiling. I don't think you can actually put a, a limit on what she can do at the moment. She's just so talented. She's just, I can't wait to see what she does next this year. Sorry, it's gonna be mad. It's gonna be mad. Yeah, for sure. Um final category, UK male of the year. Another big award and and probably the result with the most discussion around it. Uh, going into this ward, after we nominated Leon Edwards, Brennan Lochnane, George Hardwick, and Phil DeFries, I thought our conversation was going to be, does Brendan Lochnane deserve a shout over Leon Edwards? Because I think a lot of people would be quick to say Leon. Uh, but there's arguments there. There's a conversation about Brendan's strength of schedule, the PFL tournament, the format it presents, all of that stuff. Uh, and in the end, we have a conversation on our hands where Phil DeFries is crowned Violet Money's UK Male Fighter of the Year with 45% of the vote, which was about 107 votes. And on Instagram, he got 21 votes, which was actually less than Brendan Lochnane, who got 22. Leon Edwards only 11 on, on the Instagram votes. Um, so I'm not sure how that works out in terms of the overall uh, result I know obviously that Phil won on, on Twitter he only beat Leon by 2.6% but the Instagram vote went massively in his favour compared to Leon I don't think Brendan did amazing on the Twitter poll so I think Phil still won by a, a fair distance Um <laughs> surprised so surprised yes. <laughs> so surprised we, we should say before we go any further Phil DeFries had a really great year that's why we nominated yeah. him two title yeah. defences in, in KSW is nothing to be smirked at but eight, what was it? I think eight time world champion now as well eight consecutive defences like that's, un, that's unreal that's unreal yeah. but yeah. Leon won the UFC title <laughs> yeah I'm just yeah, so I mean, shocked if you don't realize the size of the KSW fan base. I suppose this proves mm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we were, we were sitting here as as you were saying. Kyle, I thought the discussion we were going to be having is whether Leon or Brendan should have won. But then Phil just comes out of nowhere, and we were all texting each other in the, in the chat. And I just remember one day, I one of you sent us like Phil. Phil is winning the vote right now, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, right." It's not like we just pulled a name out of a hat for someone to stick in there. Like we nominated him because he had a great year. As as, as you lot were saying, two title offenses in KSW, that's fantastic. And as Collie was saying, he's up to some stupid number of title defenses now. Really underrated fire. But I, I could not have predicted him winning this poll because of the achievements that Leon and Brendan had this year. It's it just it has blown my mind. Honestly, it does show you that there's the sleeping. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> it shows you the sleeping giant that is KSW in it. Like, but always nominate for Fighters Only Awards. You only have to watch a show to see how absolutely unreal the production is, how unreal the fights are, the atmosphere. None of this. Oh, hello to the early fight pass prelims, and there's six people in the venue for the UFC. The whole stadium is bouncing, sold out. It's going mad. Like, it is. It's crazy how the European market that they've got is so segregated from like the American and like English market. Like it, it's so crazy that they have to try and make an effort almost to get UK and American fans to talk about them, whether they're just colossal, they're just and 
but number one for a reason, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I just didn't expect that um, our conversation about male fighter of the year would basically be our same conversation as European promotion of the year, which is <laughs> don't underestimate the power of KSW. Uh, and with that, Phil DeFries. Now, we should talk about the the debate that I said that I thought we were going to have. Um, does anyone have Brendan Lochnane as their UK male fighter of the year? Because I think there's yes. an argument. But... There's definitely an argument. There's 100% an argument. It's just the narrative for so long, it's almost hard to bring your brain down from it, is that UFC is the pinnacle of everything. So Leon winning a UFC title is like, oh my God, what could, you can't beat that. But PFL is so different. It's not the same format as the UFC. It's not trying to be the UFC. It's a grueling six-month schedule of hell if you're going from start to finish. And that's what Brendan Lofton did against top competition. Like you got, Was it the semi-finals he got to last year? The year before against... Cab- Morphling something. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying that, mate. I'm not even trying that surname. But um, yeah, unreal. Absolutely unreal. Would I'm, I'm not saying would Leon not be able to do that for six months. I'm not saying that at all, but not many UFC fighters have left the UFC to go to PFL and become very successful in it yet. So show it just shows it's it completely like yeah, I I agree. I th- I think it's just the uh, it's not only the way that he won the title; it's to do it against the pound for pound number one fighter on the planet makes it very difficult to argue for. Mm. Like even though Brendan had an incredible year, I it, it's in a way obviously it's great for us, but it's also frustrating that we can't you know sit here and just praise Brendan Lockname for the incredible year he's had because Leon also had an amazing year. But you know that, that's. You know, that's fine with us, but... I will say, any year other than 2016 or 2022, Brendan Lognane wins his award, no doubt. So, that is the end of our fan-voted awards. Um, So, we thought we would talk about some other awards just so we can really close out 2022 uh, once and for all and, and talk about some awards that we wouldn't have done polls for because they don't kind of relate as much to the ones that we did go for. Um, Some more general ones. Um... As we just talked about our UK male fighter of the year, um, I want to go straight to international male fighter of the year. Um, I'll go round and get you guys thoughts, and, and we can just we can just talk about this for however long you want. Um, so, Paulie, did you make your mind up on who you were going to pick in the end? For which one? For the male? For the woman? For the male? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel. I don't like picking the obvious. It really like doesn't feel me. Do you know if you've I mean? watched the draft, oh, don't watch said. the draft. <laughs> don't watch the draft. Definitely there's doesn't an... like picking the obvious. He if there's, an epi- oh, if there's an episode you don't want to watch, don't watch the draft. Please watch episode one to five or maybe seven. I don't know how many episodes there is now. Um, or it's got to be Alex Pereira on it. Um, Politan wins it for me. Um, just about quick, he done it. He smashed everyone. He got there. He he was getting pieced up by Izzy, let's not lie. He was getting he, he wasn't looking amazing. Izzy faded, he come back, he smashed. 
Izzy's is a good win. But Izzy didn't win. I'm quite happy about it, though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Israel, Adesanya, at all. Just how could you fight Alex Pereira? I mean, look at him. like He looks like he'd just pick you up, rip you in half, and just drink your inside. Like, <laughs> mad fatality. Do you know what I mean? Scary man. But, yeah. All right. Other than that. All right, Jake. Who's your male fighter of the year? I was originally going to say uh, Alex Pereira as well. And I feel like a lot of people were being harsh uh, because I, I don't know why people were being harsh. I thought he was the obvious choice at first. Um, you know, he won the belt off Adesanya. He had three spectacular fights this year. Two of them were pretty good knockouts. But um, I saw one stat over the Christmas break and it changed my mind. Alexander Volkanovsky is the only champion to defend his title this year without losing a round. So I'm going to say no. Alexander Volkanovsky. He, what he did to Max Holloway, if he only fought Max Holloway this year, he would have eventually had my vote. But what he did to the Korean Zombie as well was... It, it, borders, on, it borders on hate crime, how badly he beat him. And that's... It was... It was getting it was getting uncomfortable to watch uh, right before the fight was stopped, and what he did to Max Holloway was insane as well. So I'm going to say Volkanovski, and hopefully he'll win this category again next year um, if he beats Mahajev. Yeah, good shout, uh, Steve. I'm assuming you have one of those two men as well. Um, yes, I do have one of the Alexes, um, and I am going to be siding with Corley on this one. Um, one year from making his debut in the UFC to winning the title over Israel Adesanya. Um, no one else has really done it that quick. I don't think of, like, Brock. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, and that's slightly different, obviously, because he doesn't have, there wasn't that story there. Um, but, yeah, coming in, the knockout over Strickland, which would be up there for knockout of the year um, as well. Um, just, he looked great. And then, obviously, the Izzy fight, like you said, he wasn't necessarily winning that fight, but what are people going to remember from that fight? People are going to remember, remember the finish. Um, Alex Pereira beating Izzy Ad Israel Adesanya again. Um, and, yeah, he's the king of the middleweights right now, and he's my pick. Volkanovski obviously had a great year as well, but and no, no slight on Volkanovski, but he beat a guy he's already beaten twice, and he beat... Korean zombie on short notice. And it's a great year, but um that's like the thing that kind of lowers it a little bit for me on him. Yeah, I I you know, uh I picked Volkanovsky, but you make very good points. Um Alex Pereira, of course, was the, the close second for me. Um it it was just the performances, I, I think. Uh, but then it's tough to compare performances because Alex Pereira will never have a style like Volkanovski's where he dominates a fight like that. That is his style is that he, he catches you with one shot and puts you out. But Volkanovski, just two flawless performances. He made Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie, two of my favorite fighters, look like they didn't belong in the UFC anymore. They were that outclassed. It was ridiculous. So we went two for two on Volkanovski and Pereira, which I think is fair because I think they're both so deserving of the award. So yeah. and in saying that, I'm not like saying Volkanovski is a bad shout. <laughs> like I said, like Volkanovski is still a very valid shout. But, um, yeah. Um female fighter of the year. 
I kind of struggled a little bit with this one in terms of coming up with arguments for not picking the person that I eventually went with. Um, how many how many clear contenders for this award did you guys have? Because I kind of only have one. I'll be very, very brutally honest. The first person I thought of, I was like, yeah, that's a good pick. And I stuck <laughs> with it. So okay. this is for you to convince me now. <laughs> Am I a twat? <laughs> is, is there anyone that doesn't have Zhang Weili? Yes. No. Oh, I don't have a... Now I'm confused. I don't have a... Wait. Oh, no. Don't wait. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait. Don't wait. Oh, no. We're going to we're gonna come back to Cordy. Steve, do you have somebody different? No, I've got Zhang Weili. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was just having to. I didn't. I didn't have it planned, so I was just having to um, rack my brain as you were talking. Then, but of course, a knockout win over Joanna, and then a finish again over Carla to win the belt for the second time. In a year where there's not really anyone else standing out, I think you have to go with her. For me, um, yeah, and she's improved a lot too. Um, I think she looked incredible against Carla Esparza in that fight um and if she was to fight rose again at this point i would probably favor her um so that i think she's grown this year as well rather than just picking up those two great finishes in big fights as well yeah um Corley, i know that we kind of you know it wasn't so have you all picked wiley have you all picked Wiley? yeah no. <laughs> oh no we need to tell us what pick to do before i come on this isn't good um the draft all over again. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm actually happy with this pick over why I'm very happy with this pick. Now you've said it and spoke about it. I have gone for Larissa Pacheco from PFL. <laughs> I thought grueling season again. She beat Kayla finally, third time lucky and all that jazz. But I was up for a record and she's actually finished at every single fight in PFL other than to Kayla. She lost two decisions and won by decision. But she's finished everyone else. She was unlucky in the UFC. I think she had two fights in the UFC against Andrade and someone else. I'm not even going to pretend I'm like topology. Um, but yeah, I think she's been on a mad streak. She's only come short to Kayla. And now looking forward to this year, like, let's see how she does. Is Kayla coming back this year in the season? I don't know. Is she going to dominate? We'll see. PFL, baby. Woo! To be fair, very good shout. Yes, yeah, great shout. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was so like, we didn't we didn't do a an upset of the year category, but she'd probably win that. So yeah. like that alone, I don't understand. I don't understand how anyone could not pick her if you're doing upset of the year. I've seen people pick Pereira against Adesanya, and no. is that really an upset? Like he was a small underdog, um, but it has it has to be Edwards and Usman. A fair amount of people picked Edwards in that fight. Like, he was an underdog, and it was a good comeback, and it was definitely an upset, but it has to be Pacheco. It has to be. It has to be. Mm. You would fight me one person who bet on her against Kayla Harrison. One. Not even the bet. They picked her. They picked her to win. <laughs> it's just, like, and it's not because she's a bad fighter at all. It's because uh, Kayla Harrison has been so dominant, and she'd beaten her twice. But... Yeah, I think if, yeah, would that all be our upset of the year? 
I think it was, Jake. I think yeah. you make very compelling points. <laughs> the telling thing to me when watching that fight live is obviously when they put the live odds on the screen, how quickly they were dramatically mm. falling from about whatever it closed at, a thousand minus a thousand or something. I was going to say, what yeah. did she open at? What did Pacheco mm. open at on that? Was it like plus? I'm Googling. It was ridiculous. I remember that. I much. feel like well, Kayla was over a thousand, surely. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. And then we were dramatically falling. And oh. like, I was watching that card with someone. So I turned to the person I was watching it with and I was like, she's going to be the favorite in a second. Speaking mm. of um, Pacheco, of course. And yeah. So I think purely based on numbers, if nothing else, she has to be the upset of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think there's anything that comes particularly close to that. But yeah, like like Jake said, I've seen, I haven't really seen her get that award from a lot of places, which I don't, numbers alone, it makes sense. Um, fight of the year. Again, I think for me, there was always one that was leading the way from the moment I watched it. Um, but there are, there were some very, very good ones. Um so without saying which one you actually picked for fight of the year, um, what were some of the the fights that came into contention for you guys? Uh, Steve, was there, was there any that were kind of you were debating? Uh, it was no debate for me because I saw my favorite fight of all time this year. But um, there were some great fights that came close, obviously. One that's really underrated at the minute, I think, is David Onama versus Nate Landwehr. That was an incredible fight, and I, I think that's been ridiculously overlooked in these awards coming up at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I know which one I'm going for, and I'm assuming it's the same, but we'll see. I think so. Uh, Jake, was there any that came close to taking the top spot, apart from the one that you went with? Um, like Steve was saying, I thought it was being all original, remembering Onama versus Landwehr, uh, but it sorry. wasn't, unfortunately. You're, you don't don't apologize you've ruined my moment um but uh costa and rockhold i don't see that fight getting talked about enough like i know people said you know it was a really good send off for luke rockhold um and he certainly left the ring with a lot more fans than he had going in but that was an awesome fight as well super entertaining uh to watch live i'm trying to cast my mind back now adesanya versus cannoneer that was a banger um <laughs> No, it it has to. It we better be talking about the same fight here, um, because it, it has to. Like, if if the fight I picked is one of the best fights I've ever seen live, so it has to be. Yeah, I, I I think I think it is. Corley, any? I don't think it is. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think it is. Oh no, that's why I saved oh, you till last. No. Becoming a trend. So am I having to tell you what I'm, what my pick is now, or I'm going to hold off for the shame a bit longer? Okay, let me tell you what what ones I was also considering because I I don't want Corley to say the one that we've all got, and then it's like ah, but oh no, don't this is even worse. Well, this is even worse. <laughs> not that it not that it ever came close to challenging for my favorite fight of the year. Um, but for I think this was quite a personal thing as well. I'm right up there with the most fun I've ever had watching a fight was uh, Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Chemaev, where mm. so rare that you get a matchup with all this hype and it delivered perfectly. We all want to see Hamzat tested and we got that. 
Um, and that fight was absolutely ridiculous. Now, Corley, what, <laughs> what is your fight of the year? Well, I don't, I don't think it's a bad fight, to be honest. I thought it was a really good fight. But okay. it was either for me between Clay Collard and Jeremy Stevens on PFL, or it was, which it, it, I, was I was I was smashed, but I was off my seat screaming. It's probably Paul <laughs> Hughes and Jordan Vicenic. I thought that was an absolutely sick fight. Like, that was mint. But um, I don't know what it is. I get more enjoyment out of Cage Warriors cards than I do UFC cards. Like, if it's just, if they're not English fighters fighting, not that I don't, like not watch it, but I just think like got to be a bit flashy to like make go. Oh, that was good. Otherwise, I'm just not really that fussed. But like cage warriors, I'm like, oh, sick that. So yeah, I like to one. give a mention to um Vigenic and Hughes as well because I was at that one live, and that is it's not the best fight I've seen like actually in attendance, but it's up there. It was a hell of a fight. Um, yeah. So just if I didn't mention that Onama and Landra, I would have given that one a mention as well but obviously now you've got to it. and that was yeah that was a hell of a fight yeah uh no great shout uh i have i do really rate the uh the shout from you corley but you you did say um just a second ago there needs to be something particularly flashy to catch your eye i think this year we saw one of the best title fights in ufc history which i would oh, say yeah. is probably enough to do it oh yeah oh wait but, were you all thinking of leon and No. Wait, what no. am I about? What am I thinking? No, that, that wasn't even a good fight. It was a terrible traumatic fight. Wait, what are you thinking now? I'm doing some hard editing. The fact that there oh. isn't a champion anymore is like clouding it from his mind, obviously. What are you on about? Prohashka and Teixeira. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking well forgot about that, you know. I well forgot about that. To be fair, I don't even remember watching that fight until probably like the next day. Like, just completely zonked out but still you missed out you missed out that is one of the best fights and definitely one of the best title fights i've ever seen live it was so good to watch this is the best I'm ufc so... title fight of all time i'm, I'm so embarrassed it's up there it's it's definitely up there and like i i remember oh. live tweeting that that is probably the best title fight i've seen in a long time if not ever and I, I re-watch it every couple of weeks, thinking, oh, I haven't watched this in a while. I know I have. I just want to watch it again. It's, it's fucking awesome. And I still shout. I still shout every time to, to share a rocks him and jumps on the guillotine. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> I have never seen it. Right? I watch every pay-per-view with my dad, right? I have never seen him more emotionally invested in a fight than that one. And when it was happening live and Teixeira jumped on that guillotine, he actually jumped off the sofa and went, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it was so good. So good. And look, Kali, I, I respect the picks, but it's shameful yeah, you don't even remember I'm it. so shameful. Bro, when you have kids, honestly, you'll realise that if it's not happened this week, it's probably not happened at all. <laughs> like, I could not tell you what I did last week. But I don't even know what I've, I did 20 minutes. I was on the podcast, actually. Hey, hey. <laughs> but no, don't tell you. Madness. I'm very ashamed of that, though. I'm ashamed of myself. I'll go to the north. So I need Jamie back. So I need Jamie back. I don't know. It, it adds another <laughs> level of excitement. It's, it's Jamie, like... would have, Jamie would have picked me up because he's brummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, um... I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I said that Leon versus uh, Usman wasn't even a big fight. I mean, it wasn't particularly entertaining. 
Uh, up until the finish. The first round was entertaining because Leon got him down. Everything after that was typical Usman. And that I say it. that as I say that as a man who spent 30 quid on an Usman shirt in 2021. <laughs> so like <laughs> I don't think I've ever come close to crying much in a fight before, but then watching that and just seeing that he was like just visibly like giving up on a like when he came out of that fifth round, he had his hands down and he was just like I thought done. I was like, he's done. And then I'd like we to try and do a like on the fucking <laughs> podcast. But Jesus, I was screaming. My neighbor was not happy. <laughs> not happy. It was mint. It was fucking mint. I, I, I feel like that is such a good place to end the podcast with us finding that out. But we did say we would do comeback of the year. So we'll do comeback of the year as well. Uh, I'm going to come to Corley last again. Just Oh, no, just I've got a good it. one. Oh, okay. All right. I've got um, a quirky one. <laughs> So yeah. So again, you again you haven't gone for the obvious. Yeah. Oh well, what, what have you picked for the obvious? Holly will do anything but pick Leon Edwards. Anything, right? Even in the draft, we Did gave him number Leon? one pick. Did you just pick Leon for this? Well, it has to be right. It has to be. Oh, I didn't pick Leon. <laughs> Wait, no, Corley, come back. <laughs> <laughs> How is a head kick in the fifth round of a title fight? Um, it's got to be. I saw someone say, not the comeback of oh the year. Oh my god! I saw someone guys. saying, I saw someone say, um, fucking uh, Pereira, but like that wasn't even the best fifth round comeback against a Nigerian champion this year. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just fair, wasn't that. If you've gone match now, I'll like kind of forgive it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. 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 I can't argue this for Corley because I, I, I might I didn't pick Edwards versus Usman, which I'll explain in a sec. But oh, I, thank I, you, Kyle. I feel oh. like I'm gonna say, and this is why. And then Corley would go, I forgot about that fight, so I'm gonna oh. I'm not gonna defend him. <laughs> I will defend my own actions for not choosing Leon, and that is because to me that I though it was a great come from behind victory, I I feel like there were contenders where someone came close to being finished. And turned it around. And that to me rated a little bit higher. It's difficult because if that was a five round fight and everything. So you have to take that into account. But um, for me, uh, uh, to shout out uh, Christian Lee's performance against Cameron Abasov at one on Prime Video, um, where he was nearly finished in the first round and came back to become a double champion, that was incredible. But yeah, I did give it to Machnell versus Sumadaji. Uh, I've never seen someone wobbled that many times in such a short amount of time. And then in the same round to, to stop him with just devastating ground and pound. Uh, that fight was incredible. Now, Corley, I have literally no idea where you are going with this. Well, I actually fought on the same fight you did, Kyle, and decided against it. So, okay. oh, no. Of course I did not choose a fight. Okay, this is this is peak Corley behaviour. This that I back want people be... to know. I don't sit here and think, "Oh, I'm going to do this purpose. I'm going to throw a, a fucking random." I do not. I just think, "Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Oh, I did that this year." And then I think, "Oh, fuck, I haven't filled the gaps in." I'm just thinking back to. But I personally think, to be fair, this is like a top tier pick. This is like if I had a hipster card to play, this is it now, like Chapa and all that stuff. But I have chosen John Hathaway for Octagon because 
He was out for 10 years. He come back. Oh, not 10 years. Sorry. He was out for eight years. Sorry. He comes back. He smashes Ricardo. Wait there. I've written in Andre Ricardo. I was going to say Ricardo Ramos then. He smashed Andre Ricardo. He's 35. Just phenomenal. Come back after battling. I think it was bowel disease he had. And he just really struggled to do. Mega comeback. And again, before he had to retire for the moment, he was 7-2 and two in the UFC. So that to me is also like, an unspoken what if, like he was seven and two. He lost, I think, Don Kim before he actually retired, and I think he lost to Mike Pyle, I think, before yeah. that. So, like, there's the man there. So, it's like, I really do think now, like, oh, go, going on a tangent there now, but um, that is another underrated what if in MMA. It's uh, to, to be fair, again, I, it's a very out of left field pick, but it's another good shout. Like, I you made me think of uh, Jimmy Warled, who who probably could have been nominated for this as well. Like yeah. th- th- that is an incredible story in itself. Maybe in, in future years we'll have to make a distinction between comeback fighter and comeback fight. Maybe something like that. Um, but also, I we can't ever do anything like this without having you on the show, mate. Because you, <laughs> it's like spinning a random wheel. You never know what you're gonna get. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna pay for Jamie's hotels to do this. I was like, fuck a hotel just to do the podcast and then just leave. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's not good. You know, I I completely forgot about Schnell and uh, and uh, Sumadergi, and I was definitely going to pick that because I was trying to brainstorm ideas last week, and I remember that, and I said that is that is like round of the year easily, and one of the best comebacks of all time. I've completely forgotten it, and I was like, oh, Leon, he won. Let's be original. Let's pick Leon. Um, but yeah, some good picks. Callie, as always, providing us with the um, hipster card. But I'm I'm happy with all that. Next time, I will be finding out what you're picking first, and I'll go with the median. <laughs> with the median vote, I'm not doing it again. God, I. I... I think I need a carer, to be fair. Like, I shouldn't be allowed to do this. I'm going to have to milk myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Oh. Terrible. Terrible. Well, that rounds out the uh, the end of year awards. I think that is the last thing that we are doing to do with 2022. Um, hopefully, when we get the time in between all of the, the regular episodes that we'll resume, um, we can do some predictions for the year ahead. Um, but things are starting to, to come back to having events every week, and there is an awful lot of news to uh, to, to get back to, so I'm sure we will do that. Uh, so make sure you subscribe however you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode of Verbal Money. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the awards. <laughs> <laughs>